Welcome to Sundial. I'm Carlos Frias. Ashley K. Thomas needed a way to connect the arts and sciences for her drama students in a way traditional plays couldn't. The answer, it turned out, was bees. Time-traveling bees, to be exact. Ashley wrote a play where time-traveling bees perform hip-hop on a quest to save the planet. The folks at the Adrian Arts Center thought it was a pretty good idea, too. 30,000 Miami-Dade elementary school students will now see Ashley's first commissioned play, The Busy Bee's Great Adventure at the Arts Center. It's part of the center's Learning Through the Arts program. The story follows four honeybees on a quest to learn about the threats to the environment, including their own extinction. The Arsht and Miami-Dade Public Schools work together to build a whole curriculum around the show. It's a way to teach environmental literacy to kids growing up in one of the most sensitive areas in the country. Plus, for a lot of kids, it'll be their first exposure to live theater. Ashley worked with Jairo Ontiveros at the Arsht to bring this musical to life. He'll join us later in the show. Right now, let's talk to Ashley about making art with a purpose. Ashley, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Carlos. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, from the minute that uh, even our, our engineer uh, heard this, heard the, the advertising for the show, he's like, this sounds like a fit for you guys. <laughs> and we it. thought so right away because it combines, you know, so many important elements, which is like the environment, environmental mm. education, and frankly, the arts, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and and so, so talk to me a little bit about... Um, kind of the this inspiration behind the play like uh, what like what it what was it that really got you thinking about a different way to, to storytell and to teach you know um so in 2019 i um i went to become the magnet drama teacher at charles Drew k through eight okay um, it's in Liberty City on 62nd. Yeah, we're fans of Charles Drew here. <laughs> um and uh my students were they were they were amazing they were very um uh, they were very interesting students in the sense that they were like, Miss Thomas, I mean, we get everything you're saying, but is this fun? I mean, you want us to learn about soliloquies. You want us to learn about all these different theater jargons. They yawned, you know, in my very, very, like, beginnings of teaching. And I realized I needed to, like, get into their minds and get into the things that they were listening to. Right, like Shakespeare is is, <laughs> is everlasting, right? But right. at the same time, trying to interpret it for, for a... You know, a, a ten-year-old or a twelve-year-old yes. can be is the it's great daunting. challenge, right? It's daunting. So there's sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and I just remember one time I'm doing this history class, um, or, or like on theater history, and one of the students said, "We just want to have fun," you know. They just blurted it out, and it and it and it woke me up. You know, I was mm. like, "Okay, I'm teaching him the way I want to teach. Let me try to get into their minds." And they're like, "Have you seen the show Wild and Out?" You know, which I had seen it, but I didn't even think about it uh, in that way. But that was what they were learning from. And tell me about that show a little it's, bit. It's an improv show, uh, uh, like using rap, you know, and theater okay. games put together. Um, celebrities come on the show and the kids love it. They love that um, style. And I was like, okay, well, let me integrate this more into my teaching. And they woke up to it. They woke up to the idea of theater being a fun way to learn, um, using rap and music to learn. So when I say um, the environmental part of this show was a thought, way back in 2016 um, when I met Jairo, like the idea of that environmental stuff, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but like incorporating hip hop and incorporating those kind of uh, ways to teach uh, in my teaching were new to me and my students really challenged me in that way. Right, because the arts has always been, it sounds like the arts and teaching, both those two things have been a real love for you. So tell me about the seed, the kernel of an idea about 
uh, teaching environmentalism through kind of like where did bees come into play? Ooh, so um, in, I, I did an MPA program at FIU, so a master's in public administration. Okay. And, um, Thank I'm, you for clearing that yeah, up. Yes, so a master's in public administration at FIU. And um, I met uh, one of my colleagues. Her name's Jackie Crusette. Uh, she was working with the National Parks Conservation Association. Association at the time, NPCA mm-hmm. for short. Okay. And um, as a part of her work in the community, she would take people out on camping trips. And so she she invited us as a class, and I took up the opportunity to go. You know, I was in my mid-30s, my first time going camping ever in my life. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> How you did know? that go I mean, for it you? Was, it was amazing. Really? So, like, when I told, I mean, of course, I got bit up by noceums, like, uh, during the camping trip. It's like these little mites in the sand. I didn't wear the right clothing that day, um, but I learned the next there. day. Look, I grew up down here, and I've I've made that mistake. You're going to, I was like, yeah, I'll just wear shorts to the Everglades. Yeah, oh, don't do it. Don't do it, don't folks. Do long it. pants, thin, I, long pants. They were like, yes, we told you to bring two extra. So the second day, I was ready and ready. prepared. Um, but I remember um, Jackie just like giving us all of this environmental information. She took us to Biscayne National Park, mm. um, where we um, where we resided for like the weekend. And um, a part of it was uh, talking about the pollinators, which were, which are bees. We right. learned a lot about Floridian bees. We learned about the history of um, Sir Lancelot Jones, which is um, he was a he owned a bit of Porgy Key. And like he was approached by developers and he was also approached by the national park system to sell to, to buy the property. And he decided he wanted to keep it public access. He didn't want developers to build. Oh, wouldn't that be property. wouldn't that yeah. be great if more folks <laughs> had that same ethos? Oh, right? my gosh. Give you it know, to the public. Come on. So he yeah. did. He gave it to the public and the parks made an agreement with him. He could live on the land until he died. Um, and so once he died, it went over in stewardship into uh, public parks. The reason why we could actually camp there. And, and all these things play into your your. It, play it right does. like you bring in that bit of history of these these bees moving through the world so so that seed is planted right mm-hmm. in, in your mind and then when do you decide i'm going to tap into my my arts background mm-hmm. you know because your 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 life has been so much in, as an administrator and educator but then going back to an arts background and saying i'm going to write a play on this yeah so um, the pandemic, you know, COVID happened. Mm. Our school was shut down Ooh. and we had to go to Zoom. You know, everything right. had to, I mean, teachers had to learn. I, I commend public school teachers so much oh my God, for yeah. all of the things that you have to learn on the go as you're teaching. And so I got to experience that. And so we um, went to Zoom and my students. I mean, we all watched what happened in 2020. It was not only the pandemic, there were protests. There was just so much societal upheaval. And um, my students brought in a video of, um, you know, it, it makes me a little teary right now. They brought in a video of their of, of, uh, of an artist who was singing a song about what happened with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And the students are there. And I know I'm tearing up on the camera. And they turned to me and said, Miss Thomas, are you crying? And I was like, I am because I just want to be able to protect you all. But I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know exactly what I can do, you know, and I started writing. I knew there was an environmental show in there. I had the bees in my mind and uh, they just, I sat down and I just started writing. I picked up my flute again. I play the flute. Um, I, uh, I started dancing and doing a little bit of choreography and I just started writing and the bees started speaking back you know answering some of those questions about what the future was going to be because my kids you know students really ask really hard questions (laughs) yeah they're like what's happening right now and i'm like you know i'm gonna get back to you on that because i want to make sure i say something empowering something that's gonna you know make you feel safe make you feel hopeful and um that's what i was doing as i was writing and drafting so my students never got to hear the show but uh they definitely informed um how the bees showed up in life so you get one 
whose name is Grumble. She's like, oh, my God, the world's ending. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? The bees, the, you know. And then you get um, Busy, you know, who's a little bit more apathetic in the show. She's like just about the business and the hustle, you mm. know, the kind of like ignoring um, the environment and what's going on. And then you have um, Bumble, who in the show uh, is our voice of reason. You know, she goes, well, I think there's something we can do to solve this. And um, and then we have Wannabe, who's curious and going like, <laughs> you know, may, um, maybe I can try this, maybe I can try that. And all four of those bees kind of informed or like had that conversation about like what questions I was getting, the feelings that were coming up and me kind of pouring back into them yeah. creatively. That's fantastic. If I rambled. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think it's like a, such a great genesis and then building out the idea. Now tell me about making that connection, right? Like saying, okay, I've written this play. How did you, how did you then connect and say, this is, this is a way to tell a story beyond my classroom, mm -hmm. right? You're now talking to 30,000, uh, I think the number is 30,000 kids 30, will, will see crazy. the play, which is, a, which is a big part of Miami-Dade's yeah. you know, uh, elementary middle school population, yeah. right? Yes. Um, so, so tell me about making that connection, like uh, taking that next step where this idea becomes this play you write, becomes this thing that's going to be at the arch starting when? Um, it start. Uh, it's running now, but it goes. Uh, it went October second, and it goes all the way through October fourteenth. All the way through yeah. the fourteenth. Yeah, so, so tell me about that. Making that connection where someone says this is this is a great, uh, I a, a great use of our resources. You so. know. Um. So we know that. Um, edutainment is a thing that students need. Mm -hmm. Um. As an educator and someone who goes like, kids learn with music. They learn with dance. They learn with words. I kind I, I kind of already knew that it was going to go in that direction. I felt I was like, I'm going to write a show about environment. It's going to teach people, and I'm going to bring back my friend um, Jackie Crusette from NBC. I'm going to bring her up one more time because through her um, through her her programming at NPCA, they were able to get Sir Lancelot Jones Day, and I believe it's like October 9th as well, or it happens this week, either October 9th or the 13th. Sir Lancelot Jones Day to like bring awareness to this story that I told you about, you know, Sir Lancelot. And I remember her turning to me and she was like, Ashley, I've done all I can do with this. You know, we've gotten legislation. We've told a story. It's up to the community to own their own history. If, if you know, I can't do anything more. And I was like, well, as a creative, you know, that's where I come in. Like, I know the story. I'm inspired by it. Um, I will, I will figure out a way to, you know, continue to make sure the community knows this story. And uh, I will say, like, that I, if I had to give, like, one thing or one thank you was her, like, giving me a charge to do something with, you know, my words. Uh, and, yeah. That, There's nothing like a writing <laughs> prompt, right, to yeah, get you going. Get you a, give you a little challenge. I'm like, okay, I, I'm up for it. Um, did I know it was going to be a musical? I didn't. Yeah. I don't. I, and did I know it was going to turn into what it is now? I will say I, I spoke to Jairo. And I said, you know, I know that you all do a lot of arts education. I know that, you know, environment is something that is pressing. I have a script, you know, can you look at it? You know, we're all in COVID-19 time, you know, we're in the pandemic time. Can you take a look at it? And he took a look and said, this is, this is right up, you know, this is where we're going, you right. know. Um, so we're talking about now three years in development and, mm -hmm. and the, the show's been ongoing. What has it been like for you to see it's staged and see reactions. What kind of reactions have stood out to you? This is such a magical, when I say magical experience, <laughs> I'm pinching myself. My um, composer, my collaborator, Nico Ramon, um, he's also from South Florida. So we both, when we got onto the first production meeting together, you know, we hung up and we were like, oh my God. 
this is really happening you know for an artist to be like from south florida a writer to be from Mm -hmm. you know our hometown a lot of times you know we have to we have to leave you know to to um or we feel like in order to have that that impact or that opportunity we have to go out and so to be home and say donned by you know <laughs> the adrian art center uh it's a beautiful feeling yeah it really to create is. in your yeah. community something yes. that's for your community right yes and it, this the show is so south florida you know so it represents who we are as an amalgamation of culture you know you're gonna hear a little bit of um creole you're gonna hear a little bit of spanish you know you're gonna hear a little bit of street hip-hop you know so it's our farmers are represented like uh, it feels good to be able to say, like, wow, this is a hometown story, and it's presented by our hometown. That's such an in- an interesting point, too, which is that the place speaks directly to this community. Like, it's built here, and it's for this community, right? Yeah. Like, that's such a big part of it. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel like, um, and I'm going to say Miami, I'm going to say South Florida. Miami is mm-hmm. such a distinct place in the United States. As you know, like, we are, you know, the, what do you call it, um, the, like, we're the bridge to the Caribbean and Latin mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have a lot of Georgians. So my mom's side of the family is from Georgia. Okay. My dad's side of the family, um, my grandparents are from Panama. My dad was born in New York and they all moved down here. Oh, that's, know? that's the South Florida story right <laughs> yes. there. Some Southern, some yes. New York, some Caribbean, exactly. all mixed together. Exactly. Grandfather on my mom's side, Bahamian. So it's just like the story, that's a Miami story. Right. And um, so I tried to make sure that all of those um, ideas and energies were placed there. So that when a kid looked up they go that's me you know oh that's my grandpa that's my abuelo like they could feel like somebody or something in there that represented them well i want to talk more a little bit more about your background and how that led ultimately to you to having this career in creativity and coming back to it after being an educator for a long time our guest today is ashley thomas she's a local playwright whose musical for kids is called busy bees great adventure it was commissioned by the adrian arch center's arts education program uh, and it teaches Miami-Dade County students about environmental conservation. You know, getting to this point of, you know, this this creative explosion that now you've had in creating this, this show for kids, um, it, it took a while to get back here, right? Because you were doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work, right? <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that. Like, you started, uh, you grew up down here. Where you, was art always part of, part of your life? Yeah, so um, my family... Um yeah, so I grew up here. I went to Olinda in Poinciana Park Elementary in mm-hmm. Liberty City. Um, the African Heritage Cultural Arts Center on 62nd and 22nd is a huge part of my life story. You were you, were you like, was, did you go to the art I center did, when you were a kid? I did. So I remember at nine years old, I hadn't, I mean, I was like, no, maybe I was like eight or seven. One of those ages. And um, at Poinciana, we went on a field trip to the African Heritage Cultural Arts Center and there was this uh, show of stilt walkers. There was like this African Aesop fable with these stilt walkers. And I was just amazed as a kid. I looked up and I was like, oh my goodness, this is magical. You know, so that was my first introduction. And I didn't know that I'd be attending the center, but maybe a year later, my mother enrolled us in the um, after school program there. And so I ended up training with like Melton Mustafa Sr., um, learning how to play the flute, um, Shannon Haynes, Tracy Young Byron. These are like names in the community who are who are pretty big in dance and theater. So this was a big entryway for you into Absolutely. all kinds of creative fields, right? So you're talking about acting, you're talking about dancing, you learn to play the flute. <laughs> and the way the center worked, um, they wanted to make sure like we 
um, tried out different things, mm. very much like wannabe, you know, the character in the I show. They that. wanted you to, you know, see what you liked um, uh, when you were like between the ages of five to nine, 10, 11, about 12 or 13, they put you in a... Um, and attract, you know, so you could start to really hone in on that skill. And um, I switched maybe like about, you know, 10 or 11 from t- from dance to theater. So theater became my track. But like those first three or four years, I was in music and I was in dance in those spaces. So they all definitely like um, inform, you know, my work. Your, your mom must have seen something right away because she said you said she signed you up for it after that visit where you were kind of like amazed by these still walking actors, right? You know, my mom is um, she's an amazing woman. She had she's a she was a teen mom, you know, um, and she uh, had her had, it's four of us. And so she had us pretty oh, wow. young. Where were you in those four? I'm the first. I'm the, I'm the wow. eldest. I'm the firstborn. Um, you know, shout out to the firstborns. Yes, <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> Um, but she, she, I think someone at her job referred her to this place because she was looking for a place for us after school. So we grew up, you know, um, in the inner city. We grew up in Brownsville. And Brownsville, um, you know, it's a very, it's a very active community that you definitely would. I'll just say it like that. It was the hood, if I have to say it, you know. So um, she was looking for safe places for us to go after school and to stay while she worked. Um, and that, so, she, so that was really pressing of her, like saying, where, where can I put my kids in a safe place where they're also getting learning, instruction learning right? yeah yeah so after big the, props to mom the, yes she did that my mom and my dad so you go like after school program and they're like oh and it's the arts you know so we got lucky just having that so i'm, I'm like everyone who has like a cultural center in their community like that is, is so necessary and because what happened is i developed in and i developed in dance companies i developed in music companies i got into new world school of the arts because of the african heritage culture arts center wow you know in all of these places i'm like advancing advancing and then you know i get a bright future scholarship to florida state you know so i'm a first generation college student um and i can say like every single thing from that culture arts center just teaching me culture teaching me art teaching me history things that you don't get to learn so much in school um about black history i'll say specifically because yeah. it's emphasis it's emphasis is on african um diasporic history right um it just it just really primed me you know to have confidence um to move in the world uh knowing thyself um and uh yeah yeah, and and like being at the center, right? Like that, the African Heritage Cultural Center has been. I mean, we've had we've had the founder of it uh, on here, uh, the longtime director of it, his son who learned uh, to Marshall tap there. Davis, yes, Marshall yes. Davis Senior and Junior, who was a dancer, uh, a tap dancer. Um, yeah. They all kind of came through there. Um, so that place was really formative for you. Tell me about like did 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 the same thing repeat itself with your brothers and sisters? Did it? Yes, really. Yes. So my um so my my sister is uh she's a performer. She's performed. She's a dancer. Oh wow. She's danced with Beyonce and uh, mm. she was in Coachella. All of these big dance places. with Beyonce. That's all you had. to Yeah, say. like I, I would read her whole resume, but I'm gonna start with that one. She's been in a bunch of movies. Um, wow. and right now she's in her first off Broadway, you know, show. Amazing. So you know, um, the arts has been in our family. My sister Shade, she's um, uh, she has special needs. You know, mm. she was high functioning special needs. The Culture Arts Center honed her visual art skills. Oh wow! You know, and she's now in um, a college program for uh, students with abilities like hers. Uh, but that Fantastic. center, like, it made it inclusive. You talk about like inclusion before this was a word. It was doing that for like my family. My brother's an engineer, and Amazing. we all like we all come from. You know, my family worked hard to get us there. My dad family coming from you know um, immigrants. You know, and my mom's side of the family again uh, coming from Georgia. But my mom and dad like being teen parents and trying to figure out how to do that. 
Wow, and amazing! Like they really, they really double down on the importance of education for you guys, really to it, to to kind of advance and take very, the next very step, much right? so, yeah. very much so. So, uh, college was uh, a requirement for our family. I know that's not for everyone's family, but for our for our family, and those are discussions <laughs> in your house pretty, pretty yeah, regularly. It yeah? was pretty much like you yeah. you're going to school. So as soon as you finish here, get ready to go. You know, um, and we followed the track, and I'm grateful that my my mom, my dad, definitely pushed for that for it, sure. It's interesting that they that they um, they embraced you going for the life in the arts because, like, you know, a lot of immigrant kids and a lot of first generation uh, college students, it's like you're gonna be a doctor, or lawyer, right, well, it's a, it's uh, or an a, engineer. Or uh, not. <laughs> so my grandfather was like, "You're gonna be an accountant." So this, the story behind that, you go like, I go to Florida State and I want to do theater, but mm. my grandfather on my dad's side, you know, he's from Panama, he's like, "No, accounting because arts, an arts degree, what are you gonna do with that?" Is is what he said yeah, to yeah, me, you sure. know? Um, and so I ended up doing business marketing. So mm-hmm. when people go like, Ashley, your career's like, like, who are you? You know, we can't box you in. But it's isn't like, that great? It, it is, in a sense. And I've learned like sometimes like people here play with it. Like, I didn't know she was writing. And it's like, I've always been doing it. But I know sometimes people can't understand that you can be multifaceted right. and know where to place you. So there will be people who say, oh, she's an arts administrator. And that's all I've known of her. Or someone in California goes, she's a dancer, choreographer. That's all I've known of her. You know, or someone else who goes, she was an actor, a performer. Really? She's doing that now. You know, yeah, we contain um, multitudes. Right? <laughs> yes, we are multi multifaceted Um, and I ended up going like I ended up even though I didn't do an arts degree then I did my MFA uh, at NYU just recently so I went back and got that arts degree oh that's Uh, anyway so you but when you left Florida State you you went full-on into a career in performance right? I did I did I was like thank you grandpa Um, my mother my mother gave me the blessing she was like you know I know that you know you want to perform Go do it. You know, you have age on your side. You know, you have talent. Go. You're so, only going to be young yeah, once, she's right? like, so I moved Those to Los Angeles. Those knees are only going to be young once. <laughs> my left knee. <laughs> I went to Los Angeles, and um, I took a chance. You know, I took a risk, uh, and I started auditioning, got a few commercials, and then I found Contratiempo Activist Dance Theater. Oh, Activist uh, Dance yes, Theater. All the, right, say more about that. At the time, it was called Urban Latin Dance Theater. The name has changed now. It fits so perfectly. Ana Maria Alvarez, such an inspiration. She's the co-founder of the company. And um, her goal was to uh, bring um, the communities, especially the Latin voice, the black voice together, to just kind of like have conversations of unity around dance. So the company um, centered around salsa dancing. So I'm an avid salsa dancer, bachata, merengue, all of those. Oh, you're speaking the <laughs> language yes. of one of our producers here. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not gonna call her out. But oh, she knows who she it is. It was so good. You know, you catch me on a dance floor. I'll hit a few turns. You know. <laughs> um. So and and but we all came with our own flair. So I was a jazz contemporary dancer. Jasmine in the company was a hip hop dancer. Cesar, uh, you know, was a house dancer. So we were all able to be our individual selves and salsa center centered us as a as a community. And what's interesting to me is that there's there's that element activist, right? So mm-hmm. like there is. That relates to something happening in the community that you're in that you're speaking directly to. And I can't help but draw some parallels between what yeah. you're doing now, right? Yeah. Um, I will always, uh, my, my business partner's like, when he met Ana Maria for the first time, he was like, I have to meet you because she has always said, what would Ana do? You know, um, she's the founder of Contra Tiempo. Okay. And it's one of those things where I go like, you know, everything that you do, you know, um, you glean something from, especially if you're doing things that you're passionate about. And I loved what that community st- stood for, what that company stood for. Um, and I learned so much as a as a artist, as a teacher, you know, and as a businesswoman uh, from oh, from that com- from working with that company. Yeah. yeah. Was there a part of that that then made you feel like 
I want to do something like this that is involved deeply with the community, but maybe my community that I grew up in. You know, because it, it kind of goes like putting one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. So you go that general conversation. I even like when I when I finished with the company, you know, I started producing and I started uh, creating, choreographing my own works, mm. you know, so you advance in that space. Um, the community was always a part of my story and, and giving back or being a voice in some way, um, however that may look at different times in my life. Right. Um, and so when the opportunity presented itself to do it again through arts or through arts production or through playwriting, it's just a core part of who I am to say, like, if I'm going to say something, I want it to have meaning. I want there to be a catharsis in some sense. I want someone to leave a little changed or a little inspired mm. to take some kind of action. And and that's pretty much been my core. Yeah, and, and but place was important mm-hmm. for you too, mm-hmm. right? That that's part of what what brought you here to to create work here back in South Florida, which is where you're from. Yeah, so I was so I was overseas for a year mm. in Australia. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about that. What, what, what took you that? What took you to us across the globe? <laughs> my 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 insanity, <laughs> creative insanity. But um, I, I was we love. Pre- we embrace creative insanity on Sunday. So I found myself like um, in my producer's hat. So um, mm-hmm. I was producing a web series festival called Melbourne Web Fest. It's still running today. Um, it was the first of its kind at the wow. time. So uh, basically, um, film that was you know on, for the web being created um, that could be showcased around the world. I produced that for a year. Um, my visa was up, you know, and oh, you no. go like you have to work for someone to sponsor you, um, or you have to come back home. And I found a sponsor there, but I learned how many immigrants learn in Australia. That's who I was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes people will cut the pay, you know, uh, oh, for the sponsorship, wow. you know. So I was like, hmm, maybe this is maybe I'll go home, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so I found myself um, back in 2014, you know, in um, Miami. And back at the African Heritage Culture Arts Center, you know, now as an administrator, mm. you know, in marketing. Um, yeah. And, and I started building that arts administrative career at so, that time. So you cr- go from a purely creative place to then kind of behind the scenes in, yeah. in, in, uh, in an administrative kind yeah. of role, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what got you at the Arsh, too, that's, right? Yes. Like you were doing something in, a, in an administrative role in the Arsh. Yes, I was a manager of education and community engagement, um, Hiro's assistant. Um, so it was, it was an amazing experience. I learned so much there, you know, so I have a lot of things, you know, for Jairo Ontiveros. He may say, Ashley, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> I need you to sit still, you know, because I was a busy bee then too. Um, but he definitely took me under his wings. And um, as far as like logistics and management and getting out into community, managing the, the different programs, um, I was a part of his team there. Well, he clearly saw something in you. <laughs> and so we want to bring him in to to talk a little bit about what he saw and then kind of bringing you out from uh, uh, from behind the scenes to be in front of it and create for it. Our guest today is Ashley K. Thomas. She's a local playwright whose musical for kids is called Busy Bee's Great Adventure. It's playing at the Adrian R. Center through October 14th. We're also joined by Jairo Ontiveros. He's the R. Center's VP of Arts Education and Community Engagement. Jairo, welcome. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Great I, to see you. I think that you're going you're gonna to add such a great piece of this conversation because... We we've we've already talked with Ashley enough to know yeah. that that her creativity is bubbles at the surface, right? Right. This, so this is something you must have seen right away. 
Yeah, you know, Ashley and I've had a relationship for quite a while. Um, I think she shared with you that she was working at the R Center. How long have we known each other now? Ten, almost ten years. Uh, And I would always say to her, I I was like, I I think this may not be your place as an arts administrator. Wait, what did you see? What did you see that you were like, okay, you need to be on a different side of this? Ashley's like the true busy bee, you know, in the arts arts world. she was always going somewhere at that point. I think Muse was starting to become yeah, a thing, her own company. company. Uh, what, what is what is the company Muse? Um, it's the Miami Urban Contemporary Experience. It's an arts production company. We bring brands and ideas to life with art. Oh, and that's and that's the company that you started kind of like as, as your side hustle. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> with, in, my, with my founder, Bart Merville. So, yeah, yeah wow. so we started as hey, my yeah. side hustle. Yeah, but, doing work. But, but, that's the, but that's the sort of idea that Ashley is, is right? Is There's a hustle in it, but there's so much creativity Activity. And so, uh, you know, the Art Center has worked with Muse, with her mm-hmm. other company, um, in some of our Family Fest, our Art in Mind Day, which, which we just did in, uh, in this last summer. But Ashley's creativity really belonged in the arts, artistic, creative side. And uh, I remember a conversation with her, uh, or I think you were mounting something for Art Basel. Yes. And you came to me and you're like, I can't be here for these next two days because I have Art Basel. And I was like, what? And then, yeah. And then, Art um, above all things. Listen, but <laughs> we had a great conversation. And I said, I really think that, like, you really need to go chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, she has, you did that, I think, Thank you, you know. And, 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 and here we are 10 years later. Uh, you know, when she sent me the script, you know, she we were talking about other things and she said, you know, I have the script and I don't know if you'd like to read it, but I'd love to share it with you. And I said, sure, send it my way. Well, I want to say before we get to that script, what did it mean to you to have somebody? Because sometimes you need to hear someone say it out loud. You need to do this. Hmm. What did it mean to have somebody kind of add that positivity and kind of say, chase this? You know, um, it's one of those jolting moments mm. where you go like it's a realization that that you can, mm-hmm. you know, and the permission, I don't know, giving, being given a little permission, permission mm-hmm. gives you a little bit of courage. And it also, it also makes you want to succeed, you know, so you can be like, look, look, it was, it was, it was the right choice. Thank you so much, you yeah. know, for, um, for giving me that opportunity to springboard, you right. know, so yeah. And then you, so one of the first people you send this, this script to <laughs> is Heido. So what did you think when you saw this? Well, first of all, you know, we, at the Arsenal, we get, you know, agents, Everybody sends us material to take a look at. And, um, you know, we're happy to look at it. Uh, When I first read the script, I remember I was at my house and my partner was like, uh, you know, what are you reading? And he saw the cover and he saw Busy Bee's Great Adventure and he just sort of giggled a little bit. And I said, oh, it's it's a story about these four hip hop traveling honeybees that are out to save the planet. And he just jokingly said to me, oh, from us? And I said, Actually, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Save them from people. And uh, I just thought, you know, I had I, I sort of have a formula of how I, I read mm-hmm. new work or mm-hmm. look at new work. You know, in the first five minutes, if I'm interested, I stay. Um, if it's the first five pages, I keep turning mm-hmm. the page. And sure enough, with, with The Busy Bee's Great Adventure, I got to page five and I just was laughing out loud. What what caught you? What caught you when you when you read it? Or what are some of the references yeah, that really just um, still resonated well, with you? Well, first of all, the, the character names, right? <laughs> you know, we were talking about this earlier. Um, 
because you know there it's four honeybees right but each of them is it's their own unique personality mm. they're representative of emotions and identities that we all carry right? right and as young people you know this is created for elementary school students and so for me it was very much tapping into social emotional learning what does it mean to want to chase your dreams and be wannabe and want to explore everything what does it mean to be grumble and, and, and be sad or upset about things that go wrong in your world or in your life, right? And how to express that. What does it mean to be busy mm -hmm. and want to have a focus goal and you're only focusing on that and everything else has been blacked out, right? Or, or what does it be mean to be the inventor in the group? Miss Bumble. Ms. Mum yeah, Bumblebee, <laughs> right? What does it mean to be that person that's always curious, right? And, and part of the Art Center's mission through arts education is mm -hmm. that we want to inspire curiosity in kids. And the arts is that springboard. And so when I was reading and I those four characters and the, just the names, I was like, it's first of all, it's too cute <laughs> to not give it life. And really the the identity of each character was so beautiful that within the within the text you start to see their stories play out. Um and I was picturing groups of kids yeah. in the playground, at their classroom, in the cafeteria, really taking shape. You uh, saw these groups of kids yeah, sitting absolutely. at the tables already. Right. Yeah. And so that to me was like, see it. great, this is relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this will totally be relevant to this age group. Right. Tell me about developing that. Okay, so you, you come in and then you start thinking, how do we stage this? And how do we, this, <laughs> yeah. has been a, this has been a process for you guys, right? This has been it has, it years has. in the making. I mean, you know, from concept to putting it on the stage and we, you know, that page to stage experience, you know, actually talked a little bit about, uh, the first seed, mm -hmm. right? The idea and sort of that process that the playwright takes to put it on on a pen to paper. For us as the producer, and you know, the Art Center is a presenter, but also produces uh, work ourselves. So it's an Art Center production. Uh, so we took on the, the work of making it uh, a realization for the community. So um, I'm, I'm curious, like this is this must have been a help to you, right? I mean, because ultimately you can be in your writing cave and you write a thing, but then bringing this thing to life to have yeah. to have a partner that can look at it and say, okay, here's how we take this to the level where it makes the kind of what, impact that you hope that it would. Right? What happens is like you have an idea of how it goes, and then you get a producer like Hedo goes, yeah, but puppets. I'm like puppets, really? He was like, <laughs> trust me puppet <laughs> he said puppets and that was it and yeah I, it, it, it was like i wouldn't have even thought to go that way so when you have your script in the hands of the right people mm -hmm. like the magic really happens so yeah and you know it's it's that playtime that we have to have as right. creators as producers to think about how you want to tell the story for it to be attractive to the audience right how you stay true to the text and honor the text of the playwright mm -hmm. Um, and then what are the producing elements uh, from the production side that you need in order to capture the essence of the work? Right. Right. And so those three things have to come together in a very symbiotic way, um, at least for the R Center it does, in order to make the story authentic and true to how it's supposed to be presented. Um, so, you know, you sit with it and, and my job as the producer and the VP of Education Community Engagement is to assemble the artistic design team, the creative team that will put the vision together for us. Right. And so, you know, the Art Center comes up with the concept, the vision, 
Um, it aligns it to the curriculum to make sure that, you know, there are still, uh, we're still meeting standards for education, right? It's an arts integrated production that aligns with curriculum for environmental literacy. So we want teachers to also have accessibility to it and be able to use it as a springboard for in-classroom instruction. This is such an important part of it, I think, too, because it's something that it goes beyond like, oh, we created a play and it teaches right. kids something, but now it has to fit into part of this curriculum. It, it reminds me of the old show, Que Pasa USA. Yeah. Um, I remember the the one of the creators and writers, Luis Santero, the, for the show to work, it had to be exactly 50% English, 50% Spanish. So they were literally counting words to make sure how much. So that's like very much a structural element mm -hmm. that has to work. And that and that that must have been was that what was that like to try to to balance those things to create something that would also fit a, you know creating a curriculum around well, it. I feel like um the Arshana really took on the curriculum portion of it. So which was I mean I already felt like as an educator that it would go that way. Um so I would even I would bounce that back to Hiro just talking about <laughs> how that curriculum fit. You know um hmm. One of the things, one of the ways that we work at the Art Center is to make sure that the community is involved in every aspect of what we do. Um, and so for us, in, in creating the curriculum, we wanted to use the, the, the play, mm. the script, as the springboard for activities, but also connect it to, to learning strands for third through fifth graders. And so we actually hired a group of Dade County Public School teachers to create the curriculum with us. Oh, wow. And that's very important to us because, again, when you go back to making sure that you're relevant to your audience, you want to get your audience involved in the process. They're like your first readers, basically. Oh, they're, 100%. They're giving you the first feedback. 100%. And then they take that script and they start developing the ideas for connecting the learning strands, right? There's history in the text. I mean, Ashley was just talking about um, Sir Lancelot Jones, right? Biscayne National Park. Right, but there's, there's also fact checking involved, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah for 100. Yeah. percent And then you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, all environmental mm. literacy and how it sort of translates to the classroom instruction. And now, how did that speak to you? Because obviously, you, it all kind of started if you go back thinking about these these kids in your class that mm -hmm. you're trying to teach something relevant to. Mm -hmm. How did that all? Did the how did the pieces feel when they started coming together in so it's many so, multifaceted ways? It, art is art feels like magic because mm. there are times when you create, 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 and then there's a piece that you create and all the elements are just right. Yeah. And it's like Goldilocks and you're like it's just <laughs> right, you know? Um so it's like I think it's um just a, a testament to like continuing to draft at it, to take action and to keep like like a sculptor, like just keep going, chipping you know, it. chipping in yeah. until it's like perfection. And I, I want to go back to your fact check, the fact checking. Mm -hmm. So, um, Senior Sea Turtle, little known fact, started as Senora Sea Turtle. Like she started as a yeah. Mrs. Sea Turtle. Um, Lane, that's a character in the. Um, it, um Senior, uh, actually, um, the yes. So just to yes, that's one of the characters in the show that's like wrapped in plastic. It actually started as Senior Sea Turtle. Um, taking the hatchlings to the to the ocean and protecting them, and and a fact check in one of our draft writings, someone goes, "But male sea turtles never leave the ocean." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny! You great. guys got down to the yeah. granular level. Yeah. To the nitty we have to. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, that's part of connecting to curriculum, right, and making sure that you're telling factual things. And so, as yeah. a writer, because I'm like, you're, you're having fun, you're writing, you're like, oh, thank you, I just learned something new. That's a Let's good go note. back and look at everything else, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and there's a fine line between artistic license and actual factual things <laughs> that you need to put into to make sure that they align with learning strands that the students are learning in, 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 the, stu in the schools. And so for us, you know, we went through different um, variations of rewriting, rewrites mm -hmm. for the script as part of the process. 
we had a focus group of about 300 students that came to the art center with their teachers. Mm-hmm. We we did a staged reading for them. We oh, actually, tell me about that. What, yeah. So that's before it's acted out. All yeah. the, the players are up and they're all reading the parts. And are there, were there puppets involved yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not, okay, yet. So Not are, yet. And so tell me, I mean, as because I've been to a couple of first readings for, for plays, folks who were writing their first plays. And, and that's like the first moment things start to come to life, which is when your work gets out of your hands. And now it's in the voices and interpretations of, of actors. The kid, well, the, I was in, impressed. So Tanisha Seidel is the director. Yeah. I know about on Tanisha Seidel. She's amazing, mm. amazing. I love her so much. Um, and she uh, basically did the stage reading with the actors. And, and I just was amazed at what they brought to life. Mm. But I felt like, I was like, the kids' reaction to everything, because this is our first time hearing kids laugh at stuff. Them getting, the show is also immersive and interactive. So them calling and responding back to things. I'm like, oh, I mean, it's working. It's it's working, and, and there's not even there's not even action yet. It's no. just people reading. No, it's so a stage thinking, reading. Yeah. There's you know, we will because I mean one of the things that you have to do in part of the process to test out the product um, for the audience is to make sure that especially for this age group, you know, mm-hmm. the third through fifth graders. So you have a minute of time with them <laughs> right. before you Very have to limited attention yeah, spans right before you yeah. have to move to the next beat and ha- capture their attention lots once of jokes again. lots of one-liners yeah kids, right <laughs> and so you know we had to dress up the characters a little bit um we had some visuals out in the room um but yeah we had to figure out what songs would really hit what songs we wanted to test out mm-hmm. that we as a creative team were like okay we're not sure about that song let's throw it in and see how they react you know and that was important to us and then at the end i think what was so cool for us as a creative team as the art center to see is that ashley and tanisha our director started asking the students questions like how long does a bee live right things that were things that were in the script reading comprehension type of type of thing right how well did this communicate retention How, what are they learning? What are they walking away with? Are they picking up these facts? Are they picking up these history pieces? I mean, and I think one of the things that keeps me in my job uh, mm-hmm. fresh, you know, every day is working with young people keeps you alive, keeps you attentive. Um, there's an innocence to them and uh, this willingness to just fully participate. Mm without judgment inhibitions that is just so i mean it's so gratifying yeah. right and, and they were they're telling honest. us everything they're honest yeah you know if they were like well the game in, in the workshop they're like the game i don't know i was like is it did anybody like it yeah, yeah. was anybody bored a student yeah. raised his hand <laughs> he's like me and i'm like can you tell me more you know yeah. so they he's like they, i just wanted to raise my hand no, no, kids he, will do that too right yeah. but he gave such good information that informed our rewrite so like yeah. the students actually were participating in that space and i think the sweet spot for me is at the end they were like can we take photos with them they're yeah. not even the bee puppetry yet they're just in their stage reading with like glasses and, and little little antennas. little antennas and they're like can we take photos with them and we're all like yes they Absolutely. love the bees they did like that they love the bees i'm curious and obviously this is part of a curriculum so kids go back and like did they pass their tests like did you like after going through this was there like a test that they had to take is it like as you incorporate that back into the classroom 
Yeah. Could you tell that it had made a difference? Yeah. So we work with um, as part of the program. It's a bigger part of our learning through the arts program that you mentioned. And so we mm. also have a seventh grade program called Kitty Hawk, which is all STEAM focused and a, a high school program uh, titled I Am Me, which is all dealing with teen mental wellness. Mm. Uh, so part of part of our mission is to also integrate uh, professional development for teachers in those um uh, in those grade levels. Mm. And so the day of the uh, of the final dress rehearsal, the teachers, we had about 25 teachers from the school system that came over. Uh, they get master plan points for their recertification, and then they got to see the final dress. And so the way that we work out the resource guide, the study guide with them is that they're, they have pre, pre-activities, so activities that they will do with their students before they come see the show. Get ready the play. Get ready for the play. Yeah. See the play. Tell us what and you learned post. from the play. Right. I got And you. so right now we're in the middle of collecting all that. Uh, the, the program just started October 2nd, like Ashton said, and we'll, we'll conclude October 13th mm. during Sir Lancelot Day. And so typically, yeah, you know, we have teachers that will send back their surveys with their students. Again, content retention. Right. And so you know, um, we, we've had a lot of great, a great, uh, attention to this. And I remember one of the speaking with one of the kids out in the lobby, asking them what they thought. And, uh, the, the kid goes, well, I learned that we need to reduce, reuse, refuse, and recycle. Well, that's bang. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it, it, as adults, you're just like, oh, they're going to get some of it. Right. But some of it's probably just edutainment. Right. Mm-hmm. They love the song. They love the rhythm, you know, Kids surprises every day about how much they absorb. Yeah. Actually, what did that mean to you? Like to see the first kids go through it and to see their reactions to it and then kind of afterwards retaining some of these things, right? So you go, um, Jairo just said they love the song, right? Mm. So I'm going to bring in, Nico is not here right now, Nico Mm. Ramon, um, who is my collaborator, my composer in the music, you know, the the genius around the sound of the show. that the minute they walk out and they start singing, the crowd, 1,700 students just Amazing. to the top of their lungs, you know, um, screaming for these bees. And um, there's a part where there's like a jam, you busy bee bop, make you want to jam, you know. Right well, hand stomp, get, don't get, litter. <laughs> left hand stomp, reuse your bags, honey, hide to the left. Save the trees, honey, hide to the right. And the, the bees, right, right, right. You got the power, left, 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 short showers. And it keeps going now, busy bee bop, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I love it. And, and the kids get into it. They love it. They get up and they dance and they jam with us. And just to see them all on their feet, following along. Um, and leaving the place, doom, 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 doom. it means something. I mean, yeah. it means something to myself. It means something to Nico. Um, doing the dances that Anthony, our choreographer, yeah. um, created. They're doing the moves. They're in the show with us. And my heart just feels like it'll explode every single time. Yeah. Every single time I'm in the theater watching it. I, I'm curious what this has done for your for your creative career. Obviously, mm-hmm. you you know you've you've done so many things in your in your life and your career as far as different ways you know uh, that you can express your creativity what is what is this what is next for you what is this what is this giving you such a sweet fruit from Mm. all the labor you know um as a creative i feel like you're on a pilgrimage and uh there's no linear path right you're it's a winding road for you up down peak valley did i make the right decision questioning and uh then you get these sweet moments like this and you go like, I hope this never ends. You know, I hope this can happen again just like this or in a way that I can't even imagine because I didn't even imagine, Heido, I'm looking at you now, 
thank you so much. I didn't even, I didn't even see how big this could be. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling, but having someone say, no, it can really be done. Whew, that's it. <laughs> it's really, it's really <laughs> done something to, to spark, to spark a career. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't wait till we get to the, uh, till we get the Busy Bees uh, TV show on, uh, Ooh, on, on Disney+. It's, it's going to be a whole series. It. Let's I, go. Yeah. Receive. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. Heido, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Our guest today was Ashley K. Thomas. She's a local playwright whose musical for kids is called Busy Bees Great Adventure. It was commissioned by the Adrian R. Center's Arts Education Program to teach Miami-Dade County students about environmental conservation. We were also joined by Heido Ontiveros. He's the R. Center's VP of Arts Education and Community Engagement. Thank you both. And that's Sundown for Thursday, October 12th. Leslie Ovai Atkinson is our lead producer. Elisa Baena is our producer and social media editor. Sergio Bustos is WLRN's VP of News, and Katie Munoz is our director of live programming. Peter J. Meritz is WLRN's VP of Radio and Sundial's engineer. Engineering our board today is Richard Ives. Our theme music is by the Miami Afro-Cuban funk band Palo at gopalo.com. You can download a podcast of this program. Just search for WLRN Sundial on your podcast app. Coming up next week on the program, a film that tackles gentrification. It follows a construction worker whose job it is to demolish homes in his own neighborhood, Little Haiti. Award-winning director Monica Sorrell joins us. I'm Carlos Frias. Good vibes only. Good vibes only.